You've taken your eye. If you're looking at your arm, you're, you've taken your eyes off the game and the players. You are unbelievable, Melon. You really I are. know. Hey, hey, come on. This is Referees World with Darren Cullum and Richard Mellon. Hello again and welcome to the Referees World podcast, which offers education and training for referees of all levels. My name's Darren Cullum. I'm affiliated with Somerset FA. This is Richard Mellon. He is the Technical Manager Referees, UAE FA. And to give you a sense of time, sense of day, it's the 15th of April. So that makes it Good Friday here in the UK. Ramadan continues where Rich is and it's coming up to 5 to 10 on the Good Friday morning. Um, We're going to go into the um, assessment, uh, the observation report that I had in the previous episode. So... Uh, Have a quick listen to that before you listen to this, if you haven't already done so. Uh, First, we also need to mention this email that we were going to touch on at the start of the last episode, but forgot to do it. And that's entirely my fault. My fault, but I'll blame Rich for it. Rich, hello. How are you? Yeah, blame me because I'm not there in the UK to sort of, you know, do anything about it. Exactly. Right. So it was it was from our uh, colleague in Ireland, wasn't it? That's correct. Peter O'Brien, who, uh, Peter, we did try to contact you back, but the email address that you've given, it bounced back. So I'm not quite sure what's going on there. But if you do hear this, get in touch with us again with your correct details. Let me read the email to you. Hi, guys. My name is Peter and I'm a massive fan of the pod. I thought I'd get in touch just in case this is something you'd be interested in. I have a perspective in refereeing coming from a manager's point of view. I'm a newly qualified ref based in Dublin after managing a grassroots team from academy up to under 18s. It was my son's team. I'm now 39. I was promoted to do the course during lockdown by my brother who refs in Mayo on the other side of the country. When I did the course, it was half price because they were crying out for referees in inverted commas. During the return to football protocol after COVID because there was a lot of drama last year about the abuse refs received from the sidelines. It's got so bad here in the last year that the whole Dublin North League was shut down for a period. There was a huge drop-off of refs and even seasoned veterans were leaving the sport. I was super nervous in the week leading up to my first game, but as soon as I blew the whistle, I was very comfortable and surprised myself with how I did and how I controlled the game. It was under-17s boys and one side was quite mouthy and the other side was quite moany half of the course. When I did the course, my brother told me about the podcast and in weeks leading up to my first game, I listened to every episode from about episode 20 and we've got over 100 notes so now, episode 20 onwards and took so much from it that I wanted to get in touch and say thanks and that you would be if uh, and that if you would be interested or you think it would make an interesting episode, I would love to be a guest. We're always accepting guests, so yes, we'll definitely get in touch, but we can't get older, you mate. Especially if you wanted to do an extra long episode or stick to the 20, then do more for the YouTube channel. If not, sure, grand. Keep up the good work, and thanks for all the tips and tricks, and look forward to every episode when it comes up. Yours, left, 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 Peter O'Brien, uh, uh, Peter O'Brien Gleason. Brilliant. That is a great email, and thank you so much for giving us your feedback. Um, and once again, um, um, it, it's nice to see that what we're doing is actually being uh, used by other referees around the world, Rich, um, and people are taking note of it, which is good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's so nice to get uh, a little bit of feedback like that. And I know there's plenty of listeners out there, and some of them do take the time to make contact with us. It doesn't matter if they don't make mm-hmm. co- contact with us. 
just so long as they're able to use the little bits of advice that we offer uh, by the discussions that we have. And that's, that's really why we, we exist, isn't it? And, and that's why you saw the vision of setting up Referees World podcast in 2010. And here we are with a little break in between. We're, we're up and doing it every week. So just to recap, we've got well over 100 episodes now and you can have a listen by going to the website and just pick and choose and listen at your will, very much like Peter's done. And quite a few of our rec- regular uh, listeners have done over the uh, months, weeks and years. Mm. Uh, go to refereesworld.co.uk. So, um, yes, we would love to have you as a guest because I think it'll be great to get an idea as to how things are. I mean, um, a whole league being closed down, that's... Um, that's fairly yeah, that harsh, is Rich, quite, isn't it? That is quite a strong decision. Uh, and whilst um, whilst we're not here to talk about the, the reasons behind uh, closures and changes and the uh, opinions of what a referee does and certainly the other, we, we are here to help, you know, the training side of development. Uh, and that's why we exist. That's why we don't discuss TV games and, and things like that because it, it can be subjective it, it can draw division uh, and that's not what we're about we're about trying to make sure that everybody has the same mental approach same physical approach uh, with hopefully the same result uh, after each game uh, you know and that's what de- our development is about okay so uh, Pete hopefully we'll be in touch very soon now moving on to this episode as I mentioned just now it might be an idea to listen to the previous episode which is all about understanding observers comments before you listen to this one in full okay because what we're going to do now is read through the observation I was given this is the observation that we talked about in the previous episode but I hadn't actually received it at the time we recorded the episode but I do have it now, uh, and we can go through this, Rich. Um, just want to ask a question before you read the oh, report. God, here we go. Go on. You you know where I'm going to pitch here, because, because as soon as that report came in, I, know. I got on to you, and I said, oh, I no. thought you said you didn't get involved in any on-field decision-making. So yeah. here we go. Let's have listen, it. Listen, listen closely, listeners. Uh... This, this is... This is the Referees World podcast. <laughs> okay, so I'm not going to mention the observer. He has to remain nameless. I'm not going to mention the game. However, the people concerned know that the game we took part in was a couple of weeks ago. So here we go. Section one, offside, performance, criteria, skills. I'm just literally reading this. I printed it all out um, and we'll do it as we go along. Uh, concentration levels appropriate to provide accurate advice and judgment. Expected, no comments. Demonstrates understanding of the laws of the game, particularly active and passive situations. Okay. Comments. You worked hard and efficiently in respect of offside judgments, raising four offside flags, all of which I considered to have been technically correct decisions. You read the development of attacks and this enabled you to anticipate and to be aware of potential offside situations that would shortly demand your personal involvement. You fully evaluated the merits of active and passive involvement in attacking players you had identified in offside positions using the wait and see technique and appreciating when there was sometimes the need for a quick flag and on the others a more delayed one. Very well done. Above expected. Rich. Yeah. Yeah. For for me, I I like to read that you were working hard and that's recognised. 
Uh, and so working hard is, is the physical side of what we do. Focus and concentration on offsides, positioning for offsides, and also the technique of wait and see. And that's how it's described. Wait and see technique, appreciating when there's a need for a quick flag and other times when you can delay the flag, wait and see. Uh, and it becomes a skill. Uh, and you don't have that skill immediately after finishing uh, a referee's course. It takes time to develop that skill. So it's nice to see that uh, the referee, uh, sorry, the assessor has uh, acknowledged those uh, skill sets. And that's important. Mm -hmm. You know, here you are, you're an experienced match official uh, as a level five. Uh, and to make a sound contribution to the game uh, as a spectacle, that's, that's, the, that's part of uh, teamwork. Uh, next one says uses time to ensure advice is accurate no comments and that was expected so section two support to the referee um, always assesses the referee's position and view of events using eye contact and time before offering advice comments you maintained regular eye contact with the referee and engaged in a system of subtle lead signaling which ensured when and where necessary Decisions between you were successfully coordinated. Good leads on corner goal kick decisions when you were more credible than the referee by virtue of proximity and wider angle of view of the, la of the last touch of a player on the ball on 23 and 55 minutes. Above expected. Rich. Yeah. The, the thing about uh, developing teamwork and when you first come into refereeing, and uh, I'll focus on the, 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 the new lads that are, and lasses that are coming into refereeing, the expectation of where the referee will be positioned uh, for certain situations, phase of play, reading the phase of play, quick break or a, a, a constructed build through defence, through midfield into attack, coming into your attacking third. As, as an assistant referee the importance of, of eye contact to coordinate decisions in, in, in harmony together is a key skill. Again, I'll go back to what I said just now. It doesn't happen straight away when you come into it. It does take time. It does take understanding of where you should expect the referee to be. Uh, the referee may be caught out on a quick break, on a long break, and he will have given you an instructions or she would have given you instructions of what they want you to do on quick breaks going into the penalty area when they're near near a halfway, you know, because of the quick break and, and the, the, the long distance the ball has travelled with, with one strike from the defender. So all those things are contributing to teamwork and to see that you coordinated, uh, that was the word I think the assessor used, mm -hmm. successfully decisions uh, where you had to lead where you have to lead discreetly. It's not about uh, bashing the flag out straight away and then all of a sudden seeing that you've gone in the wrong direction or you've given a wrong decision. Corner kick and a goal kick should have been given or it's a red throw and it should have been a blue throw. It's all about coordination and that eye contact and discreet signaling. The, re the referee prior to the game and always prior to every game will talk about discreet signals. Mm. Um, the next one, it says, demonstrates understanding of the laws of the game by providing correct advice. Now, no comments here and expected. My question to you here is, on a question like that or on a, uh, a, a point uh, like that, how can you increase your score on that? You've got to be careful here. Don't go looking to be over-involved. That's the skill of assistant referees. Know when you need Don't to be get busy. involved. Don't be busy, as they say. 
Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly that. It it may seem a little bit of a of a harsh uh, piece of terminology, but don't be too busy. But having made eye contact, if you realise you've seen a foul, blindside of the referee, that's when you can come in and get involved, giving good advice. This this would appear on this occasion that there's no comment in there. You've got the expected mark of seven. You know, that's basically for being there. Thanks very much type of thing. Uh, Ticking the box. Demonstrates understanding laws of the game by providing correct a- a- advice. That's blindside sort of stuff. That's having had a consultation uh, at a stoppage and the referee has come over and wants a little piece of clarity on something that might have gone on, something he's not sure about or she's not sure about. So you're then asking uh for advice and what did you see darren what did you what did you think was it a, was it a foul was it reckless was it careless was it a handball was it a, excessive force all those things that sometimes raise the profile and the temperature of the game is when you might be called into action and sometimes it might not even be a consultation of what what you saw, it might not involve that. All you need to do is, if you've seen a handball blindside and you raise the flag, agitate the flag well, agitate it appropriately, not overdo it, not underdo it, uh, and gesture, handball. You see what I'm doing? Yeah, uh, you yeah. know, for 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 the for the YouTube channel, you'll see, you know, flags up with the arm in the right hand. You're giving it to attack. It's been handball by the defence, and that's what you gesture. You don't have to over gesture, but it's advice. Okay, moving on then, says here, has the confidence to offer advice, as you would have been talking about, when it is required to support the referee's team management of the game? In brackets, taking the lead both on-field infringements and off-field technical area personal personnel substitutions. The comments on this, uh, the comments were, you raised two foul alert flags following foul challenges close to your touchline position in the 64th and 80th minute. The second being simultaneous with the referee, whilst the uh, w- uh, simultaneous with the referee whistle that added credibility to the referee decision. On both occasions, your interventions were consistent with the tolerance level and game management style already evident in the performance of the referee at that stage of the day of the game. Well done, a game and above expected. Okay, that 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 is an experienced. Uh, an assessor or observer as the name was changed to. to. So I, I still use assessor because here in the UAE, we are still using that word. Mm. But he's recognised the fact that you got involved. Let me just go back perhaps two weeks when we first discussed this and I asked you, did you make any on-field decision? And you you said, mm, not sure, not sure. Well, let me just say to you, the fact that you couldn't remember, it was pretty much a low-profile game by that fact. Mm. You couldn't remember if you did or you didn't. Let me say to you, if you were given a free kick and it was a penalty kick, you wouldn't have forgotten. No. So let's just sort of put it into priority. Uh, It's not important that you remember that you gave two free kicks, but the fact that the assessor is there to do a job and the job has been done well in this case. And the fact that that the, is what he's seen you do. The fact You've that done the obs- it naturally. Yeah, the um, the observer has noticed that I noticed the decision, and I worked with the referee. We went together simultaneously, as he's put, um, because that was quite smooth. It just carried on, but it was noted, and exactly. because exactly. it was like part of the course, I suppose, wasn't it? And that's what had and to happen. Was, 
let me just go back to your wording about not being busy. That would be a clear case that you weren't. Mm. So let me say, as, as, as assistant referees, we have to gauge a level of involvement that suits the referee's match control and his style of management. And the word tolerance is used in that description. You, you brought into the tolerance level of the referee's uh, management of the game, looking after the tempo, looking after the temperature. When the temperature goes up, that's because challenges are getting feisty. The tempo of the game is almost two-touch football at sometimes, mm. and it's moved very quickly through the through the phases on, on the field of play, from defence quickly up to attack. So it, it is all about level of involvement, understanding. Let me say to you, uh, and I'll use you as an example, Dar. you're level five. You've been around the block a couple of times in football terms, uh, situations. So you've got a good understanding of what is expected as a level five. But a new level seven that's just coming into the game doesn't have your experience. So they don't know where to gauge, do I get involved, do I not? If they've got a strong mind, they'll just get involved and they, don't, they won't have any uh, sort of comebacks on it until they get a report that says, could you have waited a little bit longer? Could you have looked at the referee to, to, to realise that he had or she had got the game under control and was going to apply the advantage? Because you know as well as I do, if the referee deply, uh, applies the advantage clause and then you've got the flag up and you've, you're standing still, you've lost track mm -hmm. of where the defence is and you've got to make up 10, 15, 20 yards on a quick sprint. So those things come into consideration uh, through this type of feedback that you get as an experienced assistant or a less experienced assistant. And on top of that, if a situation like that arises, it does lose a little bit of credibility, doesn't it? It, it does a little bit, but, but let me say to you, uh, I want to say to all our colleagues, don't get hung up on trying to find credibility. Credibility will come naturally a lot of the time. A lot, a lot of times it will be natural as you gain more experience. You can't come into the game a finished article as an assistant referee. You know, when you get to the end of your career, you're not the finished article. You've had good games, you've had ups and downs, et cetera, et cetera. So it's every, every game is a learning situation. Okay, uh, next one is... Uh, we're on to generic skills now. Uh, clear signals as shown in the laws of the game and held for an appropriate length of time. Comments. Your flag work was of a high standard with all signals being clear and concise and retained with static touchline position to support restarts. When needed, you engage verbally with players to ensure restarts were taken from the correct field positions to prevent undue gaining of ground and for that was above expected. Okay, there's there's a lot of stuff in here which I'll, I'll go back to the basics of being an assistant referee. Uh, and I use the word basics probably every day in my life as, as, a, as a technical manager at referees. And I did when I was an assessor uh, for the PGMOL. Let me just ask, there is a description. Your flag work was of a high standard. Hmm. What is a high standard? How do you recognize your high standards? That's the thing that you've got to practice. That's the thing you've got to understand. That's the thing that you've got to discuss with your colleagues. Look mm. at other colleagues. Watch the top assistant referees uh, on the Football League, uh, on the Premier League. See how they do it. See the style in which they do. You know, and what you've got to visualize what you look like 
when you're delivering a flag. Stand in front of the mirror and practice in front of the mirror. That's, <laughs> that's the way to that's, do it. That, that's our great mate Andy Garrett that had given us that tip. I'll never Genius. forget that tip. No, 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 you I know, think it's brilliant. So, so sometimes, um, let me say to you, I'll go back to the basics. And maybe you're given the signals that are expected, and that could be a mark of seven. Mm. So it's the high standard of what gives you that above average mm. that you need to understand about, well, what did I do well this game? Because last time I only got seven, standard mark expected. But this time I got seven and a half. So mm. what is that high standard? And uh, I would say, if you're not sure, ask the assessor for clarity. I had some feedback on a game just after Christmas about my lining technique. And that was, for me, one of the best uh, bits of advice I've had this season because I'd never been told otherwise. And that was to, when you're particularly on a pacey game you're running down the line you need to give a throw in um just to keep the pace of the game up don't carry on running and bang your flag stop and then put your flag up and that has really worked for me and do you know what else it's done as well for me i felt that i'm a lot neater and tidier whilst doing it because what i do now is i'll stop and then i'll raise my arm i look up my arm till it's approximately 45 degrees making sure the flag is straight as well um and hopefully by doing that it makes things just look a little bit neater okay a small piece of advice what you've just described is how you've understood what high quality signaling technique actually is but the fact that you've just told me that you raise the flag and you look at your arm, 45 degrees, you should know that you're at 45 degrees. You should not need to look at your signal. <laughs> Come on. You've taken your eye. If you're looking at your arm, you're, you've taken your eyes off the game and the players. You are unbelievable, Melon. You really I are. know. Hey, hey, come on. No, we, no. It's, we a, are, it's a very but, We are professionals. Uh, okay. A split second. Quick arm up and back out again. Yeah. Split second, what did that player do? Everybody saying he elbowed him in the face or he pushed him in the back. It was, uh, you know, if right, you've missed okay. that, if you've missed it and the referee missed it because he was distracted by somebody else, we've missed the situation. Don't take your eyes off the game. If you were sat in this room with me now, I'd prod you in the eye. <laughs> You'd have poked me in the oh, eye. Now, right, okay. Uh, next one. Uh, correctly positioned to make accurate judgments, able to sprint and retain position to judge with accuracy, providing confidence in the advice offered. And I've stapled my report in different order, so I now have to flick through all the pages <laughs> to find the response. Right, I've okay. Same, I think. Yeah. Uh, here we go. You maintained a touchline position in line with the second rearmost defender to provide offside judgments with confidence. As occasionally needed, you displayed a smooth transition into a good sprint to maintain position and presence on the occasion of faster attacking play phases within your patrol half. Further, you were alert to the priority need to act as goal line judge rather than slavishly remaining with the line of the second rearmost defender and thus were perfectly placed to judge the ball marginally in out of play along the touchline in the 15th, 66th, 90th and 93rd minute. And okay. for that, I got above expected. Yeah, I can see that. I can understand that. That all is related to your work rate, your technique, your eyes on the game, your movement, your decision-making, your level of involvement, and your tolerance buying into the referee's match control. So let, let me say, from what I read, I would expect an above standard mark. You know, uh, and that's that's exactly what you're there to do. That's what you're doing. People might say, well, that's expected. No, the fact that you've done it, displayed it, and it's came out uh, as supporting teamwork and match control, 
above standard. Well done. Thank you. And for the game, I received a 72.50. So I was um, relatively happy with that. Yes. Um, Let's just go back to what we discussed a couple of weeks ago, Dara, about the marking system. Don't over expect something that's been said in the debrief, the, the, the discussed debrief moments after the game, minutes after the game, as opposed to something that you expect in the report. You remember, you remember that we talked about excellent? <laughs> I, and this is why yeah, I said you, you need to listen remember. to the previous episode I, to understand you, what Rich you, is running on right now. Listen to the previous episode of this podcast and Darren gives me a description of what he this isn't a criticism of you Darren don't don't but this is something that we all do we all do it i've done it i remember the day i did it when i was out with a certain roger uh, roger milford at cardiff city oh the silver and, fox and, and yeah and he he asked me a question uh, he said that offside in, in uh, whatever minute i said yeah yeah i wish i'd waited a little bit longer i thought don't give him information about what I should be doing. He's supposed to be telling me. So that's how we learn. We learn mm. from each other. Uh, and let me just say to you, listen listen to the assessor's comments. Make eye contact. Show respect. Don't muddle around in your mm. kit bag, putting your stuff away, You know, doing your shoelaces up, putting your shirt on or whatever. Sit there and listen. Be ready. But I would also ask the assessor to make sure the team are ready to sit down and listen because it, it's a 15-minute debrief. It is important, okay, 10 minutes on the referee at least, maybe five minutes on the assistant referees just to top it up uh, and, and sort it all out. But don't interpret what the assessor is saying with your own terminology mm. that will mislead you because you told me that the assessor yeah, said yeah, excellent. Yeah, 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 yeah. You said excellent. I have not read the word excellent in this report, but it is a competent report. Uh, and mate, mate, I'm not picking on you. I'm just telling. I know, I know you're for not. The, for the benefit yeah, of absolutely. our listeners, yeah. don't overexpect yeah. something that you think you heard. Can I? Can I just also add as well? Um, for each uh, season during your promotion, there is a certain number of games, both in the middle and on the line, that you need to do. I think yes. with. Uh, running the line I think it's a minimum of five if you're going five to four um, uh, and it's three I think if you're going six to five Um, now what I've noticed uh, particularly this season is that um, the the observers will ask you if you want the report as well uh, some of which you will need them but after you've had your designated amount I have always requested a report I did my three in the first two months of the season but I've requested an observation written report for every line I've done and I've got loads of them this season and I've done it because I've learned so much more from it even though we haven't talked about all of them here on the podcast um, but I have requested uh, a report for every one of them that I've done. Yeah I'm glad you have Dara and I know many others would have if I use my personal experience from the very first time from the very first assessment I ever had uh, in whatever season it was 1985-86 season Uh, I first met um, a gentleman by the name of John Harvey, and John Harvey assessed me at a a Taunton District Saturday Saturday League game, Uh, and I've still got those reports now. Mm. I I have never been those reports. No matter if you agree with an assessor comment or not, it's all about learning and sharing together. This is how we make progress. 
let me say to referees, referees, you will make mistakes. We all make mistakes. And that is where we learn. That is how we learn. And, and sharing it, not hiding from it, is how we make ourselves better. So, you know, all those reports that I've ever had, all those assessments I've ever had, I have got at home. It's probably something that my wife wishes were chucked in the we bin should... and clear, clear the attic, but that's where they are. We should read some of your reports one day. That's a belt. <laughs> Next time you come back to the UK, ask Lynn to get up in the loft and dig some out. That'd be great. <laughs> right, OK, that's it. Slightly over our 20 minutes this time around, but I think it was worth hanging on for the extra 10 for the advice that Rich has given today on the Referees World podcast. Don't forget, you can listen to us online at referesworld.co.uk. Uh, you can sign up to your own podcast provider, whether that be Apple Podcasts, Spotify or whatever, and then a new episode should drop into your box every Friday at about five o'clock. Don't forget to share with your refereeing colleagues, your friends, your family. Let them know, as um, Peter's brother did from Ireland, heard about the podcast, shared the love, and now um, another big listener. And thank you very much for doing so as well. If you're a new listener, welcome. We hope you've enjoyed it, and we'll catch you next time. This is the Referees World Podcast.